1: Okay, so we're live. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Um, (laughs) This is Kaiju Transmissions. uh, And before we get started, we have some announcements to make, I think, right? (laughs) Yeah, we
0: we actually have our own Twitter account. We're like grown adults now. Maybe teenagers. Are we, are we, I don't know. People seem to have Twitter and we just joined the Twitterverse. So, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, people.
1: Yeah, we have four followers right now. So as you can see, we're booming. (laughs) Um, and if you haven't, you should also like us on Facebook. And, uh, you know what? We don't, we don't encourage people to do stuff like that enough, do we?
0: No, we really we really don't. We kind of suck at the whole. I, no, I I suck because I'm supposed to be the the social media guru. Uh, but yeah, our, our Twitter handle is kt underscore podcast. So yeah, check us out at kt underscore podcast, and we will have links to our podcast, of course. we'll, we'll post pictures and different things there as well. Uh, then go to our Facebook page. You can just find us at Kaiju Transmissions. Uh, if you put that in the Facebook little search tool, it'll take you directly to our page. You can check us out there, where, where we also post awesome pictures and stuff. So,
1: also, yeah, you should go on to iTunes and leave us a review because I've I've heard that people read those. So whether you like us or don't like us, you should go do that.
0: Hopefully you like us. I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening to us, you like us. Yeah.
1: And you can also email us. Matt, what's our email address? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, transmissions at gmail.com.
1: There you go. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, Episode
0: suggestions. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Episodes. I wanted to do like Obscure Movie Night because, Bird, you seem to have a lot of obscure tokusatsu movies that nobody's heard of.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and uh, if you have any uh, any requests um yeah, send them our way. All right. Was, so um
0: we have another a little pet project that we're doing. Yes. Um if you caught the the recent Kaiju Cast episode which we were graciously asked to be a part of, We talked about it there, but we're doing a uh, Godzilla ranking episode soon. So basically, you can be part of this. Um, What we're doing is you can go to our – it will be posted on Twitter. It will be posted on our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook wall, and what you're doing is you're ranking the Godzilla movies uh, basically from your best or your favorite to least favorite. And you click this link, uh, and it will ask you to pick between two movies at a time. And it'll ask you to pick movie A versus movie B. And you do that through the entire list of movies. And once you get through the entire list, it'll actually generate your list from best to worst. And then you just post that right on our Facebook wall. And we will then take those results and discuss them on a future episode of Kaiju Transmissions. Um, Also, we're asking that you post your age if you are comfortable or feel so inclined. Because we're going to be using that to discuss a couple things um, during the episode. So it's kind of a cool little pet project we're doing. I posted on several social media outlets, forums that we're part of, um, and we're hoping to get a little bigger response than we currently have. So if you want to be a part of the Kaiju Transmissions episode, the best way to do that is to go to the Facebook wall, take the little uh, the ranking system tool, take the survey, and then post your results.
1: Yeah, come on, guys. It only takes like a minute. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: It's not a minute. I would say like five, five minutes maybe.
1: <laughs> Man, it didn't take me five minutes to do that. How hard do? How hard are you thinking about this?
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, it took me a long time to think about if I like Shin Godzilla or Godzilla '98 better. Did I just say Godzilla? I might have yeah. said Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Also, in case, uh, well, I guess, I guess this is just. Uh, we will eventually segue into our topic. But we should mention that... Because um, so, this is this is actually being recorded and put out at a timely n- point so we can do a little bit of news coverage. Um, Godzilla 2 is officially being written and directed by Michael Doherty, who I was already a big fan of because um, Krampus and Trick or Treat are really really fun like horror comedies and if you haven't seen either of them you really should matt um yeah i'm dumb (laughs) uh he also wrote one of the better x-men movies x2 um
0: yeah that's one of my favorite
1: and he he uh had a kaiju project in the works for a little while uh but i think uh once pacific rim came out it kind of got shelved because it was kind of a similar concept and he's talked about being a godzilla fan uh before he even got this job so um yeah i i trust his uh his his judgment um and uh depending on how well he gets along with the studio i i think we have a we we can look forward to uh the new movie um and speaking of which we should mention that Uh, Thomas Tull, uh, who used to run Legendary Pictures, and he sold it to the Chinese company Wanda, uh, has been relieved of his position as CEO of Legendary. Um, From what I understand, uh, there were a lot of differences between him and his new bosses at Wanda. I guess they didn't like the way that he did a lot of things, and I know a lot of it has to do with, uh, The Great Wall, which was, like, the biggest Chinese production, like, ever, (laughs) failing miserably at the box office over there, so, uh, he's been demoted to just being, you know, you're, uh, just being a producer over there, which, uh, is unfortunate, because he really helped shepherd a lot of the, the, um, the properties over at Legendary, whether it was the, the Godzilla 2014, or Pacific Rim, or, uh, something like Krampus. Um, he was he was really kind of the one that kind of uh, stuck up for those projects and and got them going. And this whole it's called MonsterVerse now uh, thing with Kong and Godzilla that was like his baby. So um, the good news is, you know, I mean, even with that news, you know, Legendary is moving forward with Godzilla too. They have some some shooting locations secured. They just cast. Uh, the The girl that played Eleven uh, in Stranger Things is it Millie, something Brown? I, think? I
0: can't think. I, I can't think of her. Uh, her
1: anyway, name. she's awesome. Um, <laughs> We're terrible
0: at podcasting, Bird.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. She's awesome. If you've seen uh, Stranger Things, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is her name. Um, so I don't know. We've we've had some good and bad news, I guess.
0: Oh, they they also titled. I guess they're adding the "the" back into the name of uh, Godzilla 2, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which apparently made one of our fellow uh, podcasters, Eric, who's been on here a couple of times, very happy. He was upset that it was Godzilla King of Monsters and not King of the Monsters for some reason. Which, Eric, I don't understand, you man. What, what what's up with that?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I love Eric, but who who knows? He apparently he wasn't the only one. I I don't, I don't... understand. Some of these things are, are very strange to me. But uh sure. King of the monsters, King of Monsters, Godzilla Two, Electric Boogaloo. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> I just want the movie to be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Also, um uh, Michael is it is it is it Daughtry? is that how you say his last name? I don't know. Michael uh, Doherty. Doherty, there we go. Huh. see I can't even say English names right, Bird. That's no, that's you my can. thing. <laughs> But he he tweeted a picture of like a moth over over the uh, like the weekend, and people were saying, "Oh, Batra confirmed because it happened to be black."
1: I'm like, no. I'm pretty
0: sure he's referencing Mothra. I'm pretty, really I'm pretty sure
1: he's just saying, "Hey, I'm writing Mothra stuff right <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. now."
0: <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. But anyway, it's going to go back to that whole Rodan confirmed thing that people were being stupid about with the Mutos. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I mean, I, I like the 2014 movie, but I will say it was too dry. And I think having someone like Doherty who can balance comedic tone with scary, with spectacle, I think he's a good choice um, because – uh if there's anything that mo- the the 2014 movie needed it was maybe just like a, a, a another punch up pass at the script to make it a little more make it pop a little more um and and i i mean that's what Doherty's good at so um i think uh i think i think we're in good hands you know we'll obviously see how it turns out and um and uh you know nothing wrong with being cautiously optimistic or very optimistic i think Uh, he's a guy with a good track record, and, uh, I look forward to it, because, um, I don't know, it's nice to kind of have that to look forward to, because then it's like, okay, well, if the Godzilla anime is bad, you know, I still got something else I can look forward to.
0: That is true. Um, I think that, that pretty much covers the, the new stuff.
1: I don't, I don't know if we have anything else. So, in case you haven't heard... Um, we are back to a weekly structure, um, because there's a very special event coming up. You know what that is? Yeah, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So, uh, it's the King Kong Takeover for the next few weeks, uh, leading up through the release of Skull Island. We will be doing a Kong-themed episode every week, uh, because... Where would we be without King Kong? Without that big dumb ape? Where where would we we wouldn't even be having this podcast. Yeah, it's true actually. Um and uh King Kong has had a very interesting uh kind of sad <laughs> his, history as a, a pop culture figure. Uh and we will go through all of that. Um I will say uh we won't be talking about the original film or Son of Kong in this batch of episodes because that was one we did early on. So uh, pull up your podcast app or whatever and scroll back a little bit, and you'll see where we covered the RKO years of King Kong. Um, so it is King Kong month. Uh, well, I guess it's like we're doing like half a month of February and like half a month of March. So it's not really King Kong month, right? Yep. Well, whatever you want to call it, that's why we're here. Um so I mean, I guess today we'll talk about uh the time King Kong went to Japan, Matt.
0: Which is uh it it it's just hard for me to think <laughs> like watching the films, it's just bizarre to to see how that all happened. We'll get there.
1: Oh no, it's crazy. Uh now Matt you know there's uh, king kong has quite a history with the japanese um as many of you know um the original king kong is the whole reason uh ag even wanted to do special effects it was his favorite movie king kong was his favorite i mean he was obsessed with king kong you know he would tell he would tell kids stories about king kong you know he he was just a huge king kong fan um and the success of a 50s re-release of King Kong combined with the concept of Harryhausen's Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms is what gave us Godzilla. So that alone is, you know, something to talk about. We covered that. So um now we're gonna talk about uh King Kong. Uh well, obviously there's the two feature films, King Kong vs. Godzilla and King Kong Escapes, which uh, we'll get into how those movies happened, but uh, Matt, you know there were there were previous King Kong films uh, in Japan. Do you happen to know that? I, I don't. I don't think that I did. There were two. Noob.
0: I, I am a noob. I, I admit this. Anyway, See, but that, that's why I have you on this show.
1: Anyway, uh, the first one um, was called Japanese King Kong uh, creative title, which was (laughs) a silent film, uh, that was released in 1933. Um, now, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen them too, uh, message threads, forums, you know, every now and then you get in the obscure kaiju movies, uh, in the deep end there, or, or, um, seeing like, uh, lost kaiju movies. Now, now these two previous Japanese Kong movies are lost. Um, From what I understand, the Tokyo firebombings in World War II completely decimated any print you would ever hope to find of these. Um, So, the first one was called Japanese King Kong, um, which was produced by Shochiku, uh, one of the major studios. So, you could say that X from Outer Space is not the only giant monster movie they made, or maybe it is. Because here's the thing: um, when you when you like Google image search or whatever, any of these uh, early '30s Japanese Kong movies, you'll usually get a picture. The most common one is of a, an ape standing on a building and holding a a woman. Now uh at least until recently <clears throat> it was believed that that was like a you know a uh an effect scene or something from the movie however um recently translated uh japanese sources from the 30s uh, have kind of given uh, plot breakdowns of these so japanese king kong is actually a comedy movie about uh an actor who inspired by the success of the RKO King Kong, decides to create his own stage version of the King Kong story um, to kind of, like, help win a, the affection of a girl, I believe. And so what you see in that picture is actually a picture of a guy playing King Kong... For the stage. For the player. stage, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... Uh, from what I understand the the main actor who did that was a popular comedian and film producer at the time uh, who made a lot of successful comedy shorts. Um, I guess including this one. um but yeah, there it's it's been kind of recently discovered through. Um, you know, I mean, the thing is, with these Japanese productions, it sometimes takes a while for, especially something super obscure like this, it takes a while for someone to find information to even translate, but, um, uh, up until recently, it was, um, believed that this was, like, a real monster movie, but it's really just, there's no actual special effects on the in the movie, it's just about a guy who's trying to, to woo a girl by playing King Kong in a play, um... And, uh, according to, um, the Wikipedia article, which, uh, has a source for this from a Japanese magazine from 2014, it does, it says, Shochiku released it in Japan on behalf of RKO and wanted to fund this film as a tie-in to the RKO's movie's release. So, I, I'm not sure, like, because it, it was always like this was unofficial and done without the permission or knowledge of RKO, but I don't know. Maybe they might, they might have known about it if you consider that. I mean, I don't read Japanese, so I can't tell you if <laughs> I can't tell you what this damn thing says. Um, so there's that. Did you know that, Matt?
0: I didn't know that, but I actually did know about the second
1: one. The second uh, one, yes, is uh, King Kong appears in Edo. Um, which uh, I guess the most popular images for this are um, some pictures of a. It looks more like a yeti or like a. I don't know. It doesn't it really. It doesn't it really looks look like, like a yeti for sure. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really look like a gorilla. Like more of a Sasquatch type creature. <laughs> um, but this was uh, in 1938, produced by Zensho Cinema. Who 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 the hell knows who that is? Because I don't. Um, Uh, another silent film, um, apparently a period piece drama set in the Edo period of Japan, so, um, uh, maybe the first period piece giant monster movie, possibly? Anyway, um, this is another one that, uh, recently translated material has revealed, um, The plot at least most of it is not about a giant monster um it's about a um a uh a kidnapping so uh, it's a it's about um i don't know what the guy is i don't i don't remember but um he orchestrates the kidnapping of a young girl who's the daughter of of um of someone who can pay back a large reward uh and the daughter is kidnapped by um the kidnapper's pet ape named king kong
0: <laughs> hmm that that sounds familiar we <laughs> will we'll, we'll talk about that in a second
1: i'm sure <laughs> um, and uh so in and, and so the the plot summary that at least is out there that's been translated that's that's the most it says however um the Creator of the suit, uh, and I'm gonna terribly butcher this man's name, Ryu Ryu, nosuke KabeYama, who later changed his name to Fuminori Ohashi. Um, he and he he ended up doing a lot of um, stuff for Toho. Like he was one of the people that that built the 1954 Godzilla. Um, In an interview in the 80s, he said that uh, his first job making a movie like this was for King Kong appears in Edo, um, where he he does say that it featured a giant gorilla. So maybe at some point, um, pet ape King Kong turns into giant ape King Kong? I don't know. But but, but one of the few stills uh, from this movie is of a giant ape... Well, I, I mean, a giant King Kong, whatever it is. It doesn't look like King Kong or an ape, but uh, holding somebody. So perhaps, maybe. I don't know. The sad thing is, Matt, we will never know.
0: It was also released in two parts, which is... Was that a thing? Like, I don't know <laughs> enough about early... I don't know. Early... I
1: mean, uh, I mean uh, <laughs> at, least, at least here in the States, um, I've never heard of any, any silent movies being released in two parts. But, like, it...
0: But, like, a week apart, like...
1: <laughs> it was, know. like, the
0: end of March and early April. That's part one that's and part weird. two. Yeah, that's kind of an odd... Huh.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, those are the two previous Japanese King Kong movies. Um, it's a shame that we won't see them, because, uh, I mean, I would be interested in seeing both of those, but... It won't happen. Thanks, World War Two. <laughs> um... Anyway, with that out of the way, the uh, the success of King Kong led to Godzilla. That's why we're all here. Um, and in fact, when uh, Subaraya was making the original Godzilla, you know, he he was excuse me, bringing a, a being a big fan of stop motion, King Kong, and Willis O'Brien, all that good stuff. He was like lending out his own like personal. Prince of, you know, King Kong and Mighty Joe Young and stuff for, for the people at Toho to watch and for, uh, also for Nakajima to watch. Um, and, uh, the, the influence of King Kong, um, and Willis O'Brien cannot be, uh, overstated when, when talking about the, the kaiju genre. Um, so... The next time King Kong went to Japan was 1962 uh, the movie King Kong vs. Godzilla. Um we we did cover this in a early episode for the the Showa Godzilla. I mean we we kind of gave an abridged version but you know I feel like it is worth retelling here um because I know that, you know, being kaiju transmissions, we're we're really, you know, looking at the the Godzilla fan base, and I, I think it's important to understand just what happened that led us to King Kong versus Godzilla because I feel like that's that's a story that uh within, you know, the Willis O'Brien and King Kong fan bases is very well known. Uh, but I feel like you know I don't really hear people talk about it much when talking about Godzilla. Maybe because it came about from such a shitty thing, and people <laughs> really just don't want to like focus on it. But um, uh, you know, we we won't get into you know Willis O'Brien's life, but it it his personal life was very Horrible. sad, <laughs> um, and his his unfortunately for being literally the godfather of special effects films, you know, the guy that really started the snowball that led us to not just Godzilla, but Star Wars and ILM and Weta, you know, his, even his professional career was just plagued by misfortune. Um, and and just tons of projects that he just couldn't get off the ground, couldn't get financing for, and that is where we begin our story. Um, again, I apologize to anyone that know has heard this story on this podcast before, but um, you know, I mean, uh, we were able to give an abridged version of it when we talked about Godzilla, and I think when we did that, we kind of we kind of talked about it from the point of view of the Godzilla series of what it meant for Godzilla, what it meant for the Japanese filmmakers. But I mean, um, let's, let's go and tell it from the other, from the other perspective, pretty much. Um, so one of the, I mean, in the, in the, in 1961, uh, you know, I mean, Willis O'Brien had so many ideas for movies that n- didn't happen, and and I mean, you can I, I Google this stuff because they're they're really interesting. Like, if if I was like the head of a studio and I was like, you know, I'm tired of doing all these superhero movies or whatever, I would just go like get in touch with Willis O'Brien's estate and be like, hey, let's make some of these. Unfortunately, the only one that was made eventually was Valley of Guanji with, with with that hit, with that Harryhausen got made in in the 70s, but, um, just a lot of movies that just, you know, no one was interested in, um, and, you know, trying to think, okay, what can I do, what's a, trying to come up with a good story that he thinks people will actually latch on to, going back to King Kong, um, he had the idea to do a King Kong versus Frankenstein movie because he'd always been a fan of Frankenstein, the novel, uh, the the Universal movie. I mean, who isn't? Frankenstein might be the the greatest movie monster ever. Everyone loves Frankenstein, or the Frankenstein monster, I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, but, you,
0: you you almost were that guy. But
1: anyway, um, so he wrote up like a little treatment uh, about. The great grandson of Doctor Frankenstein, uh, creating another monster, and um, around the same time, there's an expedition to Skull Island where they find a new Kong and bring him back. And eventually, the two creatures are put in some sort of show together, and they fight in the street. Um, And again, no, no one was really kind of biting, and I think he was. He, I think Obi. was kind of afraid to, you know, he, di- he didn't really want to step on Universal's toes with doing Frankenstein stuff, even though it, it's public domain. Um, and so then he rewrote the treatment is uh, called Frankenstein versus the Jinko or Ginko. Uh, it's G-I-N-K-O. Uh, I think Ginko probably sounds better. What do you think?
0: I like ginkgo better myself.
1: Okay. Um, and then he he rewrote it where uh, instead of a, another Frankenstein monster, um, the creature he fights is a creature s- uh, sewn together of different animal parts. Um, and you can see a lot of concept artwork for this stuff online, um, sketches that O'Brien drew, and uh, and everything. Um, and so I mean, he shopped this around for a ve- for for months. To different studios different producers no one was interested really um, eventually he met with a producer uh, named John Beck um, who uh, who really liked it and he uh, they they kind of had a um, a verbal agreement uh well you know handshake done deal okay and then he and then um beck hired someone to re rewrite it a little bit and then that version is called king kong versus prometheus and from that point on once once it was once king kong versus prometheus entered the picture uh and beck was telling o'brien yeah can't find anyone uh o'brien just you know he, he he was like okay i guess i guess we're not doing it uh what o'brien did not know is that john beck went behind his back to continue trying to sell this idea eventually he met with uh tomiyuki tanaka at toho who said we love king kong and we're trying to do uh you know a big um uh the uh, we're trying to figure out like what should toho's 30th anniversary movie be yeah, uh, it's a big thing, we don't have any, and you know, there you go, um, so yeah, that'll be the, the 30th anniversary movie, and they're like, well, here's the thing, can we replace the creature in this with Godzilla, and John Beck was like, yeah, sure, sounds great, money, um, and here's the thing, He didn't tell Willis O'Brien that any of this was happening or that any of it was going on. Um, O'Brien did not get paid for any of it. Um, And O'Brien didn't even know that this project existed until after it had already come out in Japan, uh, which was in 1962, which was shortly before his death, and people close to him... Uh, said that when he found out, he was. This is a quote: "Utterly heartbroken." So, that's how we got King Kong versus Godzilla, guys.
0: <laughs> it makes me so sad to think about just everything that happened in his personal life, and, and for those who know about it, like in all the projects that failed. What was what was the one we talked about before? Bird War about, like,
1: Eagles yes it's like vikings and giant eagles somebody make that freaking movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> like seriously all the crap that hollywood you know green lights now and they can't make that movie yeah no uh, kidding. but uh, I, I don't know it just it makes me sad to think about all his personal tragedy and to see his, his, this happen and you know i love godzilla and, and, and you know we'll talk about the film in a second but it sucks that it happened this way yeah that 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 just it it really does suck
1: yeah and and I mean you have guys like Subaraya and and Honda who you know they're they're fans of King Kong and they want to honor you know the character and whatever and um you know I mean it's it's there's no doubt in my mind that John Beck didn't tell them or that John like I don't think he told them like hey this is a crooked offer and you know, I mean, I I I feel like if if they did know, I I really don't I don't know if Tsuburaya would have wanted to do this if he'd known, because that's his hero, you know. But I, I mean, and you know, Tsuburaya was a powerful guy at Toho, so regardless, um, once once all that happened, uh, Toho got um Shinichi Sekizawa, who's who. You know, veteran kaiju movie screenwriter and Ashiro Honda um, would direct, and uh, you know, I I, I think I think it goes without saying that um, you know they were very happy to make a Kong film. You know, uh, the 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 Kong suit is something I still don't quite understand. <laughs> because well, it's awful.
0: yeah yeah it
1: has got this awful fur an awful face these terrible arm extensions um but no i mean it, it is very um true to to king kong and and i i think that that's something that it doesn't get credit for enough from uh i guess non-kaiju fans or um, or I guess maybe just King Kong fans, because I, there's a, a weird, like, uh, it's like a DC versus Marvel thing, like, you know, I, I don't think the Japanese productions get a lot of credit, but I, I, do think that, uh, their affection for King Kong shows in this movie, whether it's the, uh, not Skull Island anymore, it's now Faroe Island, those sequences are very true to the original, there's a lot of homages, um, and, uh, I, I think that, it's obvious that this movie was made by fans. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not...
0: I, I don't find it to be disrespectful to the character, by yeah. any
1: means. The, the only thing that's kind of weird is the lightning powers stuff, which I, I, I'm i wondering if that was a leftover of uh, from the Frankenstein idea. Um, yeah,
0: that definitely could it's be... The, it's it, the only
1: thing that would make sense,
0: really. Well, the, the other thing is it, it sort of, like, evens the the playing field to an extent um which doesn't come across if you watch the american version of king kong versus godzilla but in the japanese version like godzilla sort of dominates that fight initially until kong gets hit by lightning and then and then it's a much better fight after that
1: yeah um it is worth noting that kong's uh creator marion c cooper um was in and out of rights battles over King Kong for a long time. And um, with him, uh, like, I mean, copyright... Uh, like, IPs weren't as heavily guarded back then as they are now. So, um, now, I mean, you have to go through loopholes to... Or, not loopholes, you have to go through hoops to to get the rights to certain characters or certain properties. Back then... You know, things were a little lax, and a lot of the times people would either not be fully educated on, like, what portion or whatever of rights they had, so Cooper just kind of assumed, hey, I created the character, it's my character, and, you know, it's like, well, RKO actually owns the rights, even though you are the creator, uh, again it's not not that he was stupid it's just back then this is not this was not something that people really paid attention to as much so um uh he was um another guy who <laughs> didn't get paid or acknowledged for any of this and uh his his the the lawsuits with John Beck went back and forth until uh 1980 um Cooper died in 73 Oh man! <laughs> uh, so another guy that really didn't get much credit for creating King Kong during his lifetime, um, and again, that is also reflective in what happened with King Kong versus Godzilla. And he's another guy that when he saw this, he he flipped out. Why wouldn't he? They're using my character, and you know, he felt that he owned the the IP for it. Um, eventually it was found that he only owned, uh, like certain portions of it. Like right now, the Cooper estate only handles King Kong in print. The rights to King Kong are a mess. We'll get to that later. Um, not this episode, but anyway, going back to the actual movie, um, uh, so to bring these two, the two, these two giant, monsters together, um, one thing that, uh, and I think it's something that the American version just completely obliterates, is that this was Honda and Sekizawa's criticism of where pop culture was going, and where Japanese pop culture was going in, you know, post-war, post-occupancy era, where there was just a lot of junk TV, Um, a lot of commercialism, um, a lot of, it, it, it became really, I mean, the same thing that was happening in the, in America around the same time. It was, it was, commercialism was on the rise and everything became about product. And so they wrote a satire of, uh, Japanese commercialism and, uh, the, and I mean the whole idea, the plot of this movie is... The absurdity of that is is reflected on screen at least in the Japanese version when you know they literally go to Faroe Island to find King Kong because a pharmaceutical company needs to make better commercials so they wanna put <laughs> they wanna put King Kong in commercials to sell products and uh you know it's an intentionally silly satirical uh movie um and if you watch the Japanese version, that that comes through, no question. Uh, and and you know, we, I I talk a lot about just why I love Ashiro Honda's movies so much is because they're always, they always have something smart to say. And this is a movie that, believe it or not, for all of its a lot of it actually intentional silliness, does have a lot to say. Um, now. <laughs> I, I I know the American version is something that people, myself included, grew up on, but, like, after watching the Japanese version, I don't feel like I'll ever go back. <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know. It, it, the, the American version, as I'm sure many people know, they did that thing where they re-edit the whole movie and they inserted... Um, American actors. This time, they're not even involved in the plot. They're just in a newsroom, like sharing these asinine conversations that are just like, "Okay, can we get back to the story here?" Uh, like they they look through children's dinosaur books and you know point out Godzilla has a brain the size of a a, 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 a cherry <laughs> or something, and then or no, it's the the bear the 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 Faroe Island berries. Um, and they're like Kong's brain is ten size ten times the size of this gorilla's skull, and this what are you even talking about like
0: they're going and they're gonna be natural enemies apparently for for no reason like
1: <laughs> just, yeah just so um and and I mean the, those scenes really just stop the pacing deaden its tracks, and I know I, and I, it's 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 just it's, it's a complete butchery of what honda and sekizawa were getting at the american version almost takes all the funny parts out it, it it almost makes the funny part serious and the serious parts funny and i i feel like john beck and the the people at universal who put the american edit together i feel like they didn't get it i feel like they didn't understand the movie they were dealing with um
0: well, they, they just basically made a a B B-movie out of it, more or less, and they inserted stock music, and they, they removed a <clears throat> Fukubei's music. And Which, uh, and 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 it's everything.
1: a great a score, and it's actually the first time you hear the Godzilla theme, but uh, not in the American version. The American version thinks you want to hear music from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Over. Didn't they steal
0: uh, Mysterian Over. scenes, too, for, for the, the satellites? Yeah, is, is that what yeah, that
1: the, the satellites are, are from Mysterians. Yeah. Um And I don't know. I I mean – now, Matt, you're one of the psychopaths that (laughs) prefers the American version, right?
0: Yes. I know that sounds dumb. I know people are probably ripping their hair out now listening to this. It is dumb. (laughs) Well, okay, I will grant you the Japanese version is is like a superior film. But I, for nostalgia's sake, and if I'm just going to sit down and and watch the film – like because it's what I grew up on, I and I love the dub. the dub is is blissfully stupid. Um, and I enjoy the crap out of it and, and, and they <clears throat> um, I don't know I, I, I just enjoy it. even the, the stock music works in the film for what it is. I understand that they remove a lot of the the message and, and that doesn't quite come across. They, they actually remove a great deal of the backstory for some of our characters. Um, but I I don't know. Like, it's just, I like it now The the Japanese version is, is definitely superior. And and actually they, they re-edit some of the fight scenes when I went back and rewatched it recently. Like I said before, um, Kong is much better off once he gets hit by lightning in the Japanese version the American version. from what I remember, it's kind of like a mixed bag. They, they re-edit some of that, that, that in battle. So I don't know why
1: they did that, but,
0: um, I don't know, like it's I'm just I'm I'm stupid.
1: <laughs> we, well, <laughs> yeah, we know that. Um no, I mean I, I I you know, I I have nostalgia for the American version also, but like it's one of those things where like if I want to feel nostalgic about a Godzilla movie, I'll put in like the dub of like Godzilla versus Gigan. You know, the American version of King Kong versus Godzilla isn't really one that I reach for often. Although the Blu-ray is does look really really nice. Um <sighs>
0: Well, I don't know. Like Ta- tacos, dub. Like the 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 dub for for Mister Taco is is Mr. Taco. Um, he he's he's great. Like he he's he's still insane, and he's insane <laughs> in both the he's dub. Awesome. Yeah, he's great in both the dub, um, <laughs> and the action. Like the, the, the original version of the film.
1: If you like Taco Foolishness, there's more of it in the Japanese version too. There is. <laughs> um,
0: also, the the Japanese version has a longer. Uh, attack at the when Godzilla comes out of the iceberg. The other thing that's interesting too is that Godzilla does not show up until much later in the Japanese version because, like, it's a very long and kind of like sp- they split up his initial appearance. Whereas in the American version, it kind of all happens. They kind of they kind of
1: build up to it more in the in the Japanese version.
0: Yeah, like it's it's definitely uh they they build up to it and the american version they they change all that, but I mean like it, it's really a pacing thing americans' we're, we're fat and lazy, and we like uh everything right now and, and that that you know i mean that that, that appeals changed. to me <laughs> yeah that that appeals to me, and <laughs> i don't know like i said i I prefer the American cut i but I can fully acknowledge the Japanese version is superior. Um, but I think my, my nostalgia, my, like my blinders, they, they just, they come on for this movie. I mean, I,
1: I, I I mean, it's not that I don't have appreciation for the American version. I mean, that's still, I mean, American or Japanese, I think it's worth noting that this is the highest grossing Godzilla movie of all time still, um, because who didn't want to see King Kong and Godzilla? Um, but no, I mean, I, I love, I love the movie, the American version, I would give like a... I don't know. I might get. I might do a three out of five. The Japanese version is top five Godzilla movie. Top. Well, I was gonna say top five King Kong movie, but then I realize like there's <laughs> not very many. Like there's that doesn't mean much. But yeah. Uh, but no, I I love it. Uh, a Japanese version, I give a five out of five.
0: Yeah, like it's hard to. It, I mean, it's it, this is a classic film, so I would I would definitely rank the the Japanese version like I said I would rank the Japanese version a five and and the American version like a four and a half like they're they're both right there in the Japanese version being a better film but I just prefer like for me I'm stupid I just prefer the the lazy fat American version
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but no I I I really do think it's uh, a movie that if you can get over that Kong suit which God it's like (laughs) It's like, I I don't know anyone, like, in real life that's, like, a, a huge, like, King Kong hardcore fan, but I can't imagine what defending this movie would be like to someone like that, because just looking at that Kong is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. having to defend this to, like, someone who, like, oh. like, someone yeah. who, who has such a huge appreciation for the original? Can you uh, d- imagine trying to defend this Kong? No, the, the, the one thing I do like
0: about this film specifically in the portrayal of this Kong is he does have that like ferocity at times. Like when he gets ticked off, like he, he is, a, there's that really cool moment where he punches that building straight down and like it, it, it that's a great moment. And like the, when he's running through the miniatures and stuff like the it it looks, it looks great. But the thing that's lacking that's better in King Kong escapes is Nakajima's performance, I think, is just a better overall performance as as far as, like, the suit actor goes. Um,
1: Yeah, no, no, I—for sure, the the suit actor does a very good job. Um, And, oh my gosh, how did we—I don't know how we went this far without talking about— next to maybe like the war of the gargantuas and like frankenstein conquers the world this must be like the most physically intense fight that there's been in a godzilla movie and i i know i mentioned this when we talked about this on a godzilla episode but i love like there's nothing more king kong and nothing more godzilla than watching king kong pick up a tree try and jam it down godzilla's throat and godzilla using his fire to shoot it back at him like that's like those two characters in a nutshell
0: exactly and not only that but like there's that one scene and you talk about the physical rigors of suit acting when kong like geo flips godzilla over his shoulder and nakajima was in the suit yes he was that's like such a just ridiculous uh i mean like those guys beat the crap out of each other (laughs) during filming and I've su- I've such great respect, like knowing because those suits were not. It's not like they're white.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So, uh, oh man, imagining going through the rigors of filming and then like getting flipped and you know there's no. It's not like they're 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 not padded. Um, I mean, it's just insane the amount of work and tenacity those guys had to put in. And just
1: and I um, for as dumb as it looks from if from the front. This is my favorite Godzilla suit also. I do want to say that. Is it I did, I don't think I knew that actually.
0: By the way, I'm going I'm going to plug X Plus here for a second cuz I I just got the gigantic 1962 Godzilla.
1: Yeah, how much was that again? I heard it was cheap.
0: Uh <laughs> it was not cheap. Oh. Uh I think it was like 450 is Jesus what I what Christ. I paid. <laughs> I'm dumb. But but um that is if if you're looking for like I don't know the 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 best in my opinion 1962 Godzilla, like that's it. It's it's an amazing sculpt captures the suit perfectly because you have like fr- from the front it looks derpy just like it kind of does in the film, but like from the side it's it's a thing of beauty. So if you if you uh, if you're looking for like a 62 and I know 62 is like a fan favorite like that that particular suit, um, check out the the gigantic X plus Godzilla Godzilla 1962. It's great.
1: Um. Good luck finding anywhere to put it. Did you find anywhere to put yours, is it, or is it just in the same place?
0: Uh, yeah, when you walk into my house, it's on my little coffee table. It's so like the you, first. It thing. hasn't moved. That 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 is correct. We we moved it downstairs briefly because my my wife had uh, another uh, a friend over with little kids, and I I didn't want it to get broken. So I brought it downstairs briefly, but it's going to go back upstairs. She actually was okay with it being up there. She thought it was a cool like talking piece we had some company over the other day and everybody was like hey man i like your godzilla figure
1: all right all right so hey anyway um no king kong versus godzilla is indeed a classic and uh i mean to anyone who might be doubtful i mean i don't know maybe there's some king kong fans listening to this for the first time and they you know think of oh these cheap japanese productions i mean the the, these movies were not. They were ch- produced cheaper than the stop motion movies of the U.S. But, I mean, a lot of a lot of money and effort went into making those miniatures, making these suits, making it happen, and just get over that Kong design. Let your let yourself just go for an hour and a half, and you will have fun with it. Um, and we also get the first appearance of that giant octopus, which everyone loves.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's uh. Plus we have the the infamous story about the octopus that, you know, was eaten after oh, yeah, they, they filmed it. After, so <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Um Um and from from what I understand is returning in Skull Island, am I right?
0: That is that is that's what they showed in the trailer,
1: so Yeah. Um you know that thing was supposed to be in Final Wars? Was it really? Did I? <laughs> how did I miss that? Yeah, it's in like uh, it's like one of the the monsters that almost made the cut. It's in like uh, some early like drawings of like you know this. That's the most like monster.
0: Final Wars thing that they could have done. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion.
1: that would have been awesome, but
0: that movie sucks. I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would no. you like it more with a giant octopus in it?
0: It no, like I said, that that would have just like fit the narrative of that movie sucking
1: oh that's what
0: you meant yeah that's the most final worst thing that you know it could have done
1: <laughs> all right so um king kong uh versus godzilla huge success around the world still the highest grossing godzilla movie after all these years and this is only the third godzilla movie and there's been what 30 or there's been 31 overall and it's Correct. still the biggest money the biggest one uh so it's no wonder that you know we're uh heading towards seeing it again because um, that that's just like printing money <laughs> uh so um you know where king kong went next in japan matt
0: um, next, I, I don't know. I know there was a, uh, a cartoon, but that was the USA. If you're, if you're going directly to the next film,
1: you're right and wrong, Matt. The cartoon was just like the movie based on the cartoon was an American Japanese co-production.
0: Well, the right and wrong thing. You sound like my wife when you say that. That's like a typical wife answer. That's oh. not fair bird.
1: Sorry. Um, anyway, uh so uh 1966 uh was the King Kong show which was a children's cartoon um made by Rankin Bass who uh, probably most famous for those stop motion uh holiday specials uh and it aired on ABC Um, now I did mention there's a Japanese element to this as well, uh, because it was a, a uh, co-production with Toei, um, who is another big Japanese studio who, uh, you know, made a lot of Yakuza movies, but also they're behind, like, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and, and stuff like that. People know Toei. Um, uh, so Toei Animation, um... In exchange for uh, allowing um, them to air it in Japan, Toei Animation also co-produced it, um, and all the all the all the animation was done in Japan, which is actually pretty common uh, for for cartoons to be farmed out to Japan and other Asian studios. Uh, but for um, letting them air it. Uh, toei said hey we'll we'll also pay for a good deal of this too so um and it is also the first it's considered the first anime series that was made for the american market over the japanese market although it did air and was successful in both countries so the more you know Matt. you didn't know that i did not and now you do how do you feel Enlightened. So anyway, um, uh, the King Kong show was a very light, very breezy show for really little kids. Um, and it, it consisted of one six-minute, six- to eight-minute King Kong cartoon, followed by something uh, called Tom of Thumb, which is like a goofy cartoon about a three-inch spy uh, followed by another six to eight minute King Kong cartoon, um, and this uh, cartoon was the first appearance of Mechanic Kong, who uh, is in King Kong Escapes, as well as Doctor. Who, the villain in King Kong Escapes. King Kong Escapes was based on this cartoon. Um, Matt, did you watch any of this show?
0: I watched that really brief clip that you sent me. that was a like so... no
1: no, that was like a whole episode.
0: Well, I, I when I say I watched it, I like skimmed through it. Right, so, man, so not really.
1: Man, you didn't even have six minutes to dedicate to King Kong here. <laughs> god damn it! You disappointed everybody.
0: That's and, because I knew that you were gonna like give everybody that you know all the information that they needed. I didn't have to do my homework.
1: Oh god damn it! Uh, anyway, um, this is basically the Hanna Barbera Godzilla cartoon before Godzilla. Um, And this is where, uh, it's, it's crucial to mention this because this is where we start to see the softening of the King Kong character. Um, anyway, when I say it's like the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla, it's about, you know, a group of scientists. It's like a father and then like, um, his two kids and then, uh, oh, and then the Skipper, Captain Englehorn from the original movie. They're like our main characters. Um... And you know, they travel, do sciency stuff, and King Kong protects them from other creatures and other threats. Um, but the the story is very much about Kong's friendship with the scientist's son, Bobby. And uh, this this show basically took King Kong and then combined it with um, you know, the Son of Kong and Mighty Joe Young. And really, this is where you start to see King Kong really kind of turn into a giant puppy. um so so this is where King Kong loses the ferociousness of the original in King Kong versus Godzilla. And this is something that would be carried through this cartoon all the way through two thousand and five. Uh, we don't know enough about Skull Island to say one way or the other, but this this is this has become ingrained in the character's pop culture identity, really. Um, and, you know, I mean, when you have a character that's lasted that long, you know, it picks up certain things from, you know, different versions, and, you know, I mean, when people think of the Frankenstein monster, they think of, like, bolts in the neck, and, I mean, that's only in, like, the Universal stuff, so, um, anyway, uh, if you, if you have, like, really little kids, I, I think it's a, a show worth watching, it's light and fun, and, but it's also really stupid, and, (laughs) <laughs> you know uh and um uh so man you didn't even watch the mecha kong episode
0: well i saw him like tearing the, the village apart and stuff and then blaming kong for it i'm like you guys can't tell if it's a robot or not come yeah, on now
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> Get here. Uh, so any okay so rankin bass um uh made a deal with rko um who, back when the rights to Kong were simple, uh, like I said, when Cooper was fighting for the rights, RKO owned the character. Flat out. Uh, things got much more convoluted in the 70s. But um, So uh, Rankin-Bass, and they made a deal with RKO to produce a cartoon show and a movie. Um, and the cartoon was with Toei in Japan, and um, when they wanted to get the movie uh, going, they, uh, Toho still owned the rights, uh, the movie rights to King Kong, uh, because they had two, Toho, Toho made a two-movie deal, um, I believe, with, with RKO. Uh, so that led Rankin-Bass to contact Toho and say, hey, we have this King Kong cartoon, we want to make a live-action movie, you guys want to do it. Of course they said yes, um, And the first version of that, um, uh, was a script called Operation Robinson Caruso. I don't know why it's called that, um, (laughs) uh, which was about, um, King Kong fighting a giant, um, uh, crustacean called Ibera, who... We all know is the sea monster in Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, um, but uh, so that was a, a Sekizawa script, and um, they sent it to Rankin Bass, and they looked at it and they said, "There's there's two versions of why they didn't use this," um, and I've seen it reported by credible sources both ways. One is that. They looked at the at this story about King Kong and fighting Ibira and also like Mothra and this terrorist group called the Red Bamboo and dealing with Infant Island and and Mothra stuff. And they they looked at that and said, We no, I don't think you heard us. We want to make a live action version of this cartoon. And they were like, What does this have to do? <laughs> with, with the show. Uh, and so they, they wanted something that was more like the show. Now the other version of why they didn't want to do this, uh, was said to be that they wanted Honda to direct and Honda was at the moment, um, uh, working on other projects. Um, so and the, and then Toho not wanting to you know waste a script rushed uh, this into production as a Godzilla movie which was Godzilla versus the sea monster. I don't know personally. I think the it doesn't it's it's not similar enough to the cartoon version is what makes the most sense. Like i i get wanting honda to direct it but like if that was true why not just let him direct that instead of the original yeah yeah so i don't know i i i tend to believe that it was just because it didn't really have anything to do with the show because it didn't aside from having king kong in it um so anyway um in 1967 Uh, both of those problems were solved because Honda came back to direct King Kong Escapes and they had a script that was, uh, more in line with the cartoon. Um, it drops the friendship of Kong and, um, the kid, thankfully. Um, it brings it, it brings in though, uh, Doctor Who, uh, his Arctic base, uh, kong um, Linda Miller's character, Susan, um, uh, the part where they're, like, locked in a room and, like, uh, they're gonna get frozen to death is taken from an episode of the cartoon, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they actually, this time they actually watched the cartoon and said, let's make a movie out of it, um, uh, and, uh, it had a new script written by Takeshi Kimura, who was the other, like, big Toho screenwriter guy. Uh, he's the guy that, this movie is unusually, like, fun <laughs> for a Kimura It's really fun. Because he's the yeah. one that always, like, made the more downbeat stuff. Um, but anyway, that's how King Kong Escapes came to be. And, uh, this is, uh, I mean, Mecha- Mechanic Kong is a fan favorite, um... It introduced Gorosaurus to the Toho mythology, um, and uh, in my, I've seen a lot. I've seen people go both ways here, but in my opinion, still an awful Kong suit. But I do think it's an improvement over sixty-two. In Man, that it actually I, looks like a gorilla.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like the design of the sixty-two suit, but I just the it is the overall execution of, of this king kong is much better
1: yeah well,
0: but i, I think mean, that's all nakajima
1: I, yeah i mean nakajima uh played king kong in this movie and i mean not not to say anything bad about the performer in in 62 but nakajima really really uh brings a lot of life to kong and really um uh Was very, uh, you know, very into portraying him, making him move like a real gorilla. Um, And that's something that everyone uh, from Rick Baker uh, to Andy Serkis has done, trying to make Kong move like a real gorilla. You know, Nakajima spent hours studying the movements of gorillas to play King Kong. Um, He wanted him to be as accurate as possible uh for the most part i mean he 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 does a good job and again a very um physical performance both in the fight with gorosaurus and the fight with uh with with the mecha kong um uh but uh the, i mean the plot is is concerns dr who uh from the cartoon show who's he's pretty much a bond villain um you know he <laughs> wants to take over the world for reasons that no one really knows and an unnamed Asian country is, uh, trying to partner up with him to secure something called element X, which is a a radioactive energy source that I guess if they have all of it, they can, he can take over the world or something. Um, uh, but, uh, our protagonists are, uh, uh, submarine crew there's uh Carl Nelson played by Rhodes Reason um there's uh Dr. Watson who's like the nurse played by Linda Miller and the lieutenant is uh Nomura played by Akira Takarada um and Dr. Who is played by by uh Hideo Amamoto so I mean it's it's an all-star 60s Toho cast um Mai Hama plays Madam Pirana, which is an awesome name Um, uh, she's the one, like, making all these dealings with Doctor Who, um, director of special effects is Eiji Tsuburaya and, uh, Teisho Arakawa, so, I mean, score by Ifukube, so, I mean, this is, like, your classic Toho stable, um, and in my opinion, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's not as good as something like A War of the Gargantuas or, uh, uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World, but it's 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 a, it's a really fun movie like um, this. This out of all the King Kong movies, I think this one is the least seen and the least appreciated, which is really a shame because it's 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 one of the best.
0: I, I actually think this this movie might be like if, if I'm going to watch out of the movies you just mentioned, like if I'm going to pick a movie to watch, it's probably this one like it's just that to me it's it's a it's a fun movie and i don't know it's, it's lighthearted um the fight with Gorosaurus is awesome
1: yeah and, I and can, it, I can... <laughs> it, it's it's pretty much toho's version of the fight with the t-rex in uh in the original movie
0: i i could do without the 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 uh soap bubbles coming out of his mouth
1: <laughs> yeah that's a weird you... toho thing
0: yeah i don't i didn't get that but i mean like the the fight itself is is really a lot of fun to watch. It, th- this movie is just—I don't know—it—it it really is a upbeat, very fun movie. Even though there's like, uh, Doctor Who is just a douchebag. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> film, he like shoots the lone native guy on the island.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It, it, Kong in, in this movie lives on Mondo Island, which is is also taken from the the cartoon. And uh, yeah, instead of like having like a whole tribe of people, it's just one guy.
0: <laughs> Doctor who just shoots him like five times.
1: Yeah, he he shoots. He doesn't even. He doesn't just shoot him once. He shoots him like he shoots him for like a <laughs> minute straight.
0: Yeah. Oh man, but it, it's it's got. I mean, it's just a, a ton of fun to watch, and the cast has a really good chemistry, and it's it's a very brief watch. I mean, the thing I like about some of the older Godzilla films is they're all like ninety minutes or Godzilla Toho. They're they're all like under ninety minutes. Yeah, and they get they get their 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 point across in that time frame, and so it's it's a fun movie. It's brief, and like I don't know, I I'm kind of of the opinion that I like this movie maybe more than King Kong versus Godzilla.
1: Yeah, see, um, I, I won't go that far, but I mean, I I really can't say anything bad about this movie. Um, uh, yeah the the Japanese version is 104 minutes. The American version is 96. Um, Having just watched the Japanese cut the other day, it's really – it's like minor trims. There's maybe – like there's a couple scenes that are longer, but it's mostly like 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there, and it just kind of tightens things up a little bit. Um, Either – I mean either either version you watch, you're in good hands though. Um,
0: Unless you want to see Linda Miller's actual acting job because she's (laughs) –
1: well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't think that was her real voice in the
0: dub. Yeah, that's, what that, that's what I'm saying. Like the, they they dubbed. So they dubbed her in English because she wasn't available or something to to loop her to 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 basically re loop her voice. And then the Japanese version, obviously, they have a, yeah. a, a Japanese voice yeah, actor. Yeah, because
1: cause if you notice, the the, the Madame Pirana is the same voice as uh. uh lieutenant watson so
0: yeah she said when she heard her uh her when she saw the movie and she heard her voice for the first time she was like she she thought it was basically cringe worthy
1: it is (laughs) 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 especially when when you just hear kong kong yeah like god (laughs) over and over and over and it's Ugh. Other than that, though, it is a it's, it's a really good dub, um, and and Rhodes' uh, reason was able to come back and and loop his dialogue. So who the hell knows what happened with Linda Miller, um, uh, and um, uh, I do want to say another thing. Um, is what? We, oh, it, it's not out yet. It probably won't be out for. Maybe probably not until the spring with our schedule. But um, we did a Die Mad Gene episode where we talked about the cool thing about one of the cool things about those is you have a smaller monster, which means bigger miniatures. Um, and and in this movie, King Kong is significantly shorter than he is in King Kong versus Godzilla. I think they say sixty feet, maybe. Um. So so when when they're fighting in Tokyo the miniatures are bigger which means they have to be more detailed and it's the same thing you see in War of the Gargantuas also and i love i love looking at that because so many of these movies you're watching the Godzilla movies where the monsters are so much bigger it's it's cool and refreshing to see um smaller more detailed or bigger and more detailed miniatures
0: yeah i agree and although one thing i did have a question about speaking of the smaller miniatures why does like Mechani Kong just pop out out of a building <laughs> like, i don't know well, just wondering <laughs> yeah it like, like, pops up through the building i was like was he there the whole time well, he, well I don't, they I don't...
1: send him to tokyo to fight kong but then yeah the first time you see him he just like see he seems to just come out of a building maybe he's maybe it's just shot weird and he's supposed to be like wrecking the building from behind I don't know, it's strange. Oh, you know, <laughs> cuz I just rewatched it. Uh, you know what part I love is when um uh Rhodes reason first like when they kidnap the our heroes and uh Doctor Who is like talking to him and he's like points to to his his Mecha Kong and he's like, "Yeah, that's Mechanic Kong and he can do anything I say." And then they show it <laughs> there's a shot of Mechanic Kong and he like he he lifts up his arm like he's like waving like hey <laughs> nice nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I, I, I mean, love that. I also like that shot where like there's that serpent and Kong throws the the rock and like smacks him in the face in the yeah. water.
1: <laughs> yeah, this the serpent <laughs> is. I mean, he's being kind of a pest because you know he sh- causes these waves that cause the you know, them to have difficulties with their, their ship. But then like Kong sees him and he throws a, (laughs) he throws a rock at a serpent that is more or less kind of innocent. And it it just hits it so hard. And like, (laughs) his, his head just like drops into the water. Um, yeah, no. I mean, this movie is a it's a it's a it's a blast, and um, I, uh, also an underrated. I would say a Fukube score. Not many people talk about this one, but I really like it. Especially the um, I don't know what it's called, but I'll say the Kong and Susan theme. It's like a very soft, cute, like you know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good theme. There's also like a march in this that's I thought fantastic, but I can't.
1: Yeah. Can't. And uh speaking of Diamond Jean, some of those cues um you can hear in those movies which were a year before this. Um but no, I mean it's it's a great time and um great cast, great miniatures, despite a awful Kong another awful Kong suit. Um
0: <laughs> It is an awful Kong suit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just i i mean i don't know man and uh, there's another movie that we'll talk we're talk gonna talk about in a, a another episode that's coming up <laughs> where where the Japanese crew had built a giant monkey suit oh, and again man. i don't know why they're having such a hard time with the giant uh apes but uh despite all that it's 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 an awesome movie. Um and I will say my my little fanboy brag that isn't going to mean anything to anybody but uh, <laughs> is um one of my favorite cuz you know I go to conventions and you know if there's guests I care about I'll get the little 8 by 10 get it signed. Um but I have a King Kong Escapes one uh in 90 uh 96 I had it signed by Nakajima and then in uh, 2007, I had it signed by Rhodes Reason, and then this past summer of 2016, I had it signed by both Akira Takarada and Linda Miller. Um, and Rhodes Reason is sadly no longer with us. Um, so, but yeah, it's the only thing I have like that where it's signed by pretty much like the main cast. You know, it's signed by the three human protagonists and King Kong himself. So, yeah, I'm
0: pretty. Uh, I'm I'm super jealous.
1: Yeah, of that. I, that that's when I per, I should probably get framed because this guy. Yeah, dude. So What's wrong with you? Get I, that framed. I'm an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, King Kong escapes. Uh, I give it a four out of five. Yeah, this is
0: an easy five. Okay, I love this movie.
1: Go. Yeah. So we're kind of reversed from our rankings of the last movie. Yeah, it's just it's just too much fun, man. It I, really I, is. I, give, I mean, it's. I don't know that. And this is one that, um, you know, never really had a proper, uh, like, um, home video release until I think the Peter Jackson Kong movie came out. Um, and I will say, uh, of the, um, of the, the, you, the, the, the Blu-ray kaiju, the kaiju movies on Blu-ray here in the States, this is one of the best looking ones. It's a really it is, good, it is a good yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. It's, it's a really good transfer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in uh, King Kong Escape, I mean, go, go, kind of going back to the cartoon also, um, uh, the cartoon show produced a lot of merchandise, including, um, in Japan, a lot of manga um, that has, like, different stuff with Kong and Mecha-Kong. So, um, it's, you can find scans of some of that online, but if you're a Mecha-Kong fan, uh, or Mechanic-Kong, I'm sorry, God, that's such, that's just such an awkward, like,
0: Name. Yeah, I like I like the name Mechakong Kong better, even though I know it's Mechanicong. Yeah.
1: Um, it, it, we also have Mechani-Kong to thank us for Mecha Godzilla. Um, this is the the first, uh, I guess Mecha version of a kaiju. And um, when they made Mecha Godzilla, they were like, "Hey, we did that with King Kong." So, um, and uh, Mechanicong would show up in like a some some more like off the wall. Godzilla uh, mangas, like you know those those weird like digests, uh, where you know Godzilla would be like a like a a, a barbarian warrior and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that stuff is so bizarre. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah, there was a manga that had like a Mecha Godzilla three and and Mechanic Kong was in there. Um, anyway uh so i mean that's king kong escapes uh you can see that kong suit in an episode of the toho tv show go green man uh which is uh kind of um there were two shows superhero shows that toho did in um the 70s one go god man the other is go green man and that's basically um they would be like five minute segments that would start on monday and end on friday and make one big episode and really it's there's a monster, and then the hero fights him really awkwardly, uh, in for for a couple episodes. Then the monster would grow big, then the hero would grow big, fight, kill him. Not that interesting, but really, if you're into like the obscure stuff, like me, it's really kind of fun to watch. But anyway, uh, there, there's a clip online. I can't, I can't, I couldn't find the whole thing because I wanted to send it to Matt, but. Uh, where they used the King Kong escape suit. Um, Toho had lost the rights to Kong uh, at that moment. So the episode is Green Man versus Gorilla. Um, <laughs> and it starts with uh, Gorilla, or, you know, King Kong, basically, but, uh, like, kidnapping a child. And, like, <laughs> this is a human-sized Kong, and he kidnaps a child, and he's, like, running with this kid in, like, the most absurd image you could ever imagine to see, uh, and then Green Man stops him, and then, like, the, the alien, like, bad guy who's in all the episodes is, like, drawing, like, a little ring and around this playground, then Kong goes on to sumo wrestle this Japanese superhero, and then eventually he grows big, and then they fight, and he kills Kong, but, it's just the most weirdest. It's 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 just the weirdest, dumbest thing you could ever think you could see King Kong do. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, and, and the suit for all of these, because you know they would reuse like Gabra and the gargantuas, The suits are in awful, <laughs> depressing really, condition. Really bad shape. Um, I forget who it was, but someone did a toy line based on uh, Green Man. Um, and uh they did a gorilla figure
0: that was i think that was marmot actually
1: it might have been
0: yeah it was either marmot or m1 i could
1: yeah yeah well i've seen the figure and it's definitely like that style like that's kind of stylized yeah um like cartoony kind of style that like is popular um so anyway, I mean that's that's King Kong in Japan. Uh like I was talking about manga. It's um what's the guy that created Astro Boy? Um uh Tezuka, I believe I think is it Osamu Tezuka? Um he did a King Kong uh um he's he's like the godfather of of manga and anime and and uh he did a King Kong um manga that is uh, un I hate to say it but unfortunately very racist uh <laughs> if you thought the depictions of the natives in the m- in any of these movies were racist uh who oh boy google google it and if if you're familiar with how uh African people were depicted in like cartoons and stuff uh you're probably on the right track um. Uh, there was a couple other things, uh, in Sonorama. there was, um, those are, like, the, the, the records that'll, like, tell you stories, um, they did a lot of stories that were, like, not in any movies, but there was, a a one where King Kong fought Ghidorah, um, so, I don't know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, Japanese stuff that involved King Kong, um, some of it... (laughs) pretty obscure, but, uh, I mean, you can Google any of this stuff, and it's, it's a lot of fun to, to kind of research and dig into, um, a couple other things I wanted to mention, um, uh, I keep, Trying to get Matt to check it out, but he's dumb. But the, uh, <laughs> the 1998 Godzilla uh, cartoon show had a whole wow. episode um, where they kind of had... I've, a... seen okay. I've
0: seen that All right. episode. I've seen that episode.
1: I think it was called a Robo Yeti, but it was basically their version of, of Mechanic Kong. Um, and then uh, Kawakita kind of uh, used Mechanic Kong for, uh, as a template, I guess, so to speak. Um for uh, one of the creatures not creatures, I guess giant robots in uh I think it was the the Caesar X series. It shows up in the Caesar X movie. Um That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh I
0: need, I've never seen much of the Caesar X stuff at all, so yeah, I Yeah, like, I've,
1: I've seen the movie, and I've seen a couple episodes of the first series, the Grand Caesar's series. Um, interesting fact is uh, Hiroshi Koizumi reprised his role as Chujo in one of those episodes.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and the movie has the, the Gotengo, so I mean, there's a lot of, like, like tie, yeah Toho tie-ins. But anyway...
0: By the um, way, the gorilla toy was actually Mar- uh, Marisan, which... Okay. I, I just wanted to
1: correct that because okay. yeah, or bull mark. Can we just call it bull? Or are they different? I'm not. I'm not. They're they're, they're, they're different. Yeah. Okay, I'm not savvy enough. Uh, on the. I toy couldn't thing. remember
0: who made it, but yeah, it's the uh, Gorilla toy by Marisan. Yeah, um... I'm sure I'm not saying the manufacturer correctly, but all the, all, all the toy guys will will know who I'm talking about.
1: Uh yeah, I sure I certainly don't. Um, and then uh, obviously with King Kong being uh King Kong versus Godzilla being the biggest money maker Toho did try to make that happen a couple of times actually um I mean in the Heisei series when they were basically you know pitting Godzilla against all his most famous foes they did try to get another King Kong versus Godzilla made and uh um uh the I think Universal is who they would have to go through now to get the rights um, but they said, no, you don't have the money. They said, you can do it, but you need to pay us a lot. And Toho said like, well, we don't really like have money. That's not like <laughs> our, that's not our thing.
0: <laughs> our budgets are, you know, 10 million.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was, so that was scrapped. Um, and then they were like, okay, fine. We can't use King Kong. Boo hoo. Oh, here's an idea. Why don't we use mechanic Kong? If you can't get King Kong, get the next best thing. And, um, Again, they said uh, this is pretty much the same as King Kong. It's his likeness. This isn't a character that you created either. So, uh, no. And um, so that fell through. So, I mean, that's why... uh, um, I mean, the obvious reason is money. But, you know, uh, Toho have been very eager to try and get King Kong back into the Godzilla franchise for a very long time. And finally... Now that Legendary has this deal uh, to make Godzilla movies, and uh, they were able to um, use their partnership with Universal to bring King Kong over to Warner Brothers to actually make Skull Island, now we're finally in a position where we can see that happen. Um, I know some fans are like, "Oh, I've seen it already." Then, <laughs> uh, but I mean, these are the same fans that were like, "Oh my God, Mothra's in the new one," you know. <laughs> So, so personally, I, I'm I'm happy for everybody because you know I know that this is something that the the people at Toho have wanted to do for a very long time, um, and you know, so far, Legendary has been pretty good about getting uh, good talent pools together for these movies. So. I'm 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 excited to to see uh, another King Kong versus Godzilla, and um you know I I'm gonna say something controversial here because it's like the most common debate that bring, comes up. How are they gonna fight? They're two the they're, they're two different sizes. It's hey in 1962, you know how Toho handled that problem? They just made them the same size, and guess who cared? <laughs> guess who? Nobody. Asked, yeah, guess who cared? <laughs> Nobody. You know, it's not nobody, that hard. Just make them the same size. Don't say anything about it, and no one is going to rack their brain over it. People are going to pay to see Godzilla and King Kong beat each other up. That's what the they only want.
0: people that care are the stupid fans,
1: right? Yeah, who cares?
0: Anyway. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares. Hey, I do. I want to backtrack. Wasn't the the Kong? And I knew it was, was going to be one of the Heisei films, right? From yeah, Mecha, yeah, like, yeah. That, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah,
1: I was, I was well, referring to Heisei. They they wanted to do King Kong, then they wanted to do uh, Mechanic Kong. They couldn't do either. But I, could you imagine a Heisei,
0: King Kong? Like, were they just going to give him beams? Oh, probably. <laughs> oh my Everyone God. has beams. If Mothra, just,
1: if Mothra suddenly has beams, King Kong's going to have
0: beams. That would have been a nightmare. I'm sort of, like, glad that that didn't happen because that's, like— the one thing you can't do to King Kong is give him, like, eye lasers or something stupid yeah. like that.
1: The Mecha Kong idea was actually pretty cool because Mecha Kong was going to, like, inject Godzilla with people who are going <laughs> to, like, try and take him down, like, that way. Like a fantastic voyage kind of thing. Yeah. Or to bring it to the kaiju world, um, like a Gamera versus Jiger, where, like, they're inside. The monster
0: uh, movie is still still painful, I, and I, I saw it like six months ago. But it's painful.
1: Oh, it's bad. Um, this would have been better, I'm I'm sure, but <laughs> no. I mean, you know, it's it's cool that they they're finally able to to get these monsters together again. Um, and I mean, the, this this is kind of going back to what I was saying earlier. And really, ultimately, I know we've said this ad nauseum, but kind of the goal of the podcast is. Um, you know, you have, like, your King Kong fans are like, oh, bring King Kong to life with a suit, and, you know, it looks awful, and it's these Japanese things. You know, there there's a weird, like, segregation within fandoms. And, you know, I, I know that people, like, uh, in the, the stop-motion community, um, and, and, you know, people on the Kong, I guess, side, for lack of a better word, you know they kind of frown their noses at, at the Japanese stuff, but um, and and you know I mean with all due respect because one of my personal heroes um, like Ray Harryhausen always thought of suits and miniatures as being lesser than stop motion, um, and and that's not to put down the effort from either for either technique. I think they're just different. They're different feels. And they're used for different reasons. Um, And, you know, I mean, that's Ray's opinion. Uh, And, you know, for as much as he said about that, he never criticized the direction or the acting or anything like that. He just said he felt like it was a cheaper way of doing things. And it was, you know. The reason that they had to go that route with Godzilla 54 is because they didn't have the time or the money or the resources to do stop motion. Um, But really, if you're able to look past all that... It's what I say all the time. There's a common DNA in all these giant monster movies, whether it's Harryhausen stuff, King Kong, Godzilla, Gamera, whatever. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's if, if any of those Kong fans happen to stumble upon this, I think that these are both movies that you should really check out they're faith, very faithful to the King Kong fan uh, uh, character, made by fans of the character, um, despite the awful designs, and uh, yeah, just go with it, man. Like I, I like same with like like Peter Jackson put down the Japanese movies too, and they just never seem to get the love that they should in you know American uh, like. Um, publications. Like the I have the, probably the best book on the King Kong franchise is called um King Kong History of a Movie Icon. And that that you know, they give a lot of backhanded compliments in that book. They're like, "Well, it's a lot of fun, but it's also really cheap and looks like shit." And it's like, "Come on." You know? <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> so, that's my rant. That's my like less unify rant which yeah, I think we could just use as a metaphor for America right now anyway. Oh, man. Sadness. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the Japanese, they love their Kong, man. And they so do. do we.
0: Yeah, man. Kong Skull Island, I hope is... I'm trying to go into that with, like, zero expectations and, and like, no hype. Yeah. Because I just... I, I want it to be good, and I don't want to walk out disappointed.
1: Yeah, well... um, you know we'll we'll find out soon uh it's coming up, and uh you know i I think they have a lot of capable talent and we'll we're just gonna have to see where it goes but um you know it is nice to and that's another that's the thing is like over time the lines between like all this stuff start to blur like I saw a bunch of double features like a whole summer of double features of Harryhausen and Toho movies, which is like. Harryhausen probably would have been driven crazy by that. But, you know, watching them back to back, you're like, oh, yeah, this stuff really isn't that different. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, I mean, it's the same with, like, CG and, you know, any any animatronics, any any technique. Everything's different. They're all good for their own reasons. Um, and I guess we should have mentioned that King Kong vs. Godzilla does have some stop-motion shots in it.
0: It does, yeah. It's got that brief shot where Godzilla kicks King Kong, yeah,
1: and also <laughs> some of the octopus tentacles are stop motion. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Super I love stop motion. He would have done the whole thing like that if he could, but um. So anyway, uh, that's the the conclusion to this chapter in the cinematic journey of King Kong. Uh, kind of a weird one, but a fun one, uh, and aside from the the two movies and the one cartoon show i mean there's a lot of weird japanese comics and toys of king kong um yeah just google some of this stuff because it's really it's really interesting um but yeah the japanese they love their kong so uh on that note do you have anything else to add to king kong goes to japan
0: no man i think we, we pretty much covered everything
1: we did all right Cool. Well, we'll we'll see you next time. Um, which the next if I'm if I'm doing these sequentially, the next episode will probably be the Dino De Laurentiis area, area era. <laughs> um, which oh my god, just just strap yourselves in because that because <laughs> uh, that, that's that that whole part of King Kong is is insane. But that's a story for another time. So we'll let everyone go to bed or whatever they want to do, and they can listen to us next time. Okay. Bye. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
0: sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
1: (gasps)